I'm very excited for this episode because I have story editor and writer on All-American, Micah Cyrus. Uh, Hope that you all enjoy listening to this conversation. Don't come too hard for him or me. (laughs) We really enjoyed uh, making this for you all. Uh, So yeah, hope that you enjoy it. Check for my YouTube channel for when the video drops and... Yeah, let me know your thoughts when it's finished. Welcome to Film Study, an all-American podcast with Lexi. I'm Lexi, uh, and today I'm very, very excited because I have Micah Cyrus on the podcast, uh, and we he's an amazing writer and producer, self-described California dude, and current, uh, current story editor and writer on All-American. Uh, but I'm, again, super excited to have you because I think I've been following you since since last season. Uh, you wrote episode 309. I think I heard like through the grapevine that you wrote episode 309. Uh, and I was just like, this this episode yes. was amazing. So I've been following you ever since then. Uh, it, it, it's so funny. You have like so many things in your in your Twitter bio. Like we both have like Jesus is our homie. Love that. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> gotta put gotta it. Put it. Gotta put it. Gotta, gotta shout it out. Uh, but yeah. So again, thanks for being on the podcast. So the first question is just like, what made you want to become a writer? Yeah, um, I always knew that I had a calling and an affinity for the arts from a very early age. And I didn't really have an example of a TV writer. I didn't know that was an actual viable career path, like growing up, um, and no examples of that. So I dabbled into just watching anything I could find. Like I found that through movies and TV shows, everything from French, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, um to uh films that you know i saw people like me in were the inspiration to figure out what that world looks mm-hmm. like so um i begged and pleaded my parents at first as a native angelino to put me into some acting classes and we found um, a studio that was really close to my house and it was for predominantly black oh, folks nice. and it was great because like some former theater people uh, started it and i did everything i could to just like get immersed in the world and understanding wow like the 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 art of performing mm-hmm. and like creating something um from scratch was just such such a beautiful experience that i wanted to to keep going down that rabbit hole to figuring out an, an, an you know, an, an earth yeah. thing. So I ended up in a uh, theater arts program at my middle school um, here in South That's Central so early. Los Angeles. <laughs> and it was only, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, there was only like four of us. So it was an after school uh, arts program that a teacher decided that he was going to mm-hmm. start for us. And so it was great because we read plays and he would explain to us, you know, how, the, you know, how, how it got from, you know, from, from the, from page all the way to being a produced yeah. um, show. And I thought that was very cool. And I wanted to explore that further. So I actually um, looked at, looked up art schools that I could apply to. Um, and I ended up fi- finding a boarding school in Northeast Georgia at an amazing performing arts program and I got a full ride scholarship there. So um, my parents who didn't have a lot of money were like, you know, this kid wants to do it. And he did what he needed to do to try to find a school and and the means to about going about getting there. So um, I did, I did ninth through 12th grade in Northeast Georgia. um, And I had a great theater teacher who really, you know, cultivated um, a great, you know, workshopping of how you know if you want to be a writer if you want to be a performer if you want to work backstage like this is the way it is and from there I realized like 
there was definitely room for me to further explore this. And I knew film school later on was going to be the goal. Um, and it came up, it came later where I realized like really for me, um, I knew that the same kid who was able to see, you know, people who look like me in film and TV needed to do that to my storytelling. So for me, it's really important to tell stories that deconstruct black masculinity and identity, because that is, if I didn't have a fresh Prince of Belair growing mm -hmm. up or in Family Matters, and those examples to let me know and remind me that I can be seen on screen, I wouldn't have done that. You know, I, would, I, I, I wouldn't be here yeah. today. And so that's the same gift that I want to give and bestow upon other kids who look like me coming through and those stories that I want that's, to tell. That's amazing. And it, it's inspiring to me as a, as an actor and a writer as well. And someone who, uh, my day job is like, I work in sort of the psychology of work, like what it means to make work better. Uh, yeah. so just that's hearing, great. hearing all of this is just really, really inspiring because it's, you know, it, it is so true is just like to, to, to see yourself represented on screen and then to create stories like that is just so important. Um, and so, yeah, I, I really, really dig that. That's why it's so fortuitous for me to be on a show like All American, because it's a show with people who look like me and I mean, and a hodgepodge of L.A. because L.A. is so diverse culturally. Um, but also I grew up in South Central. So it's like I really get to like play with characters that I grew up with. And it's just a really cool um, full circle moment to be on a show. Yeah, like this. Yeah. And I was actually just about to say, so how did All-American come about? Yeah. Um, so I was on a show as I started off as a writer's mm -hmm. assistant. And I know this podcast and we're going to talk more about that process. Um, but my first job in TV was a writer's assistant on a, a, the Fox medical drama, The Resident. And there um, I, you know, did everything I could to learn about what, it, you know, what actually was in a, you know, a room, you know, comprised of um, and I tried to learn as much as I could ultimately. And on that show, well, one of the co-EPs, NK, um, her name's Nkechi, yes. um, we call yes, her NK. We, we love she, her. She's very <laughs> well now. Yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, she was a writer on that show. And after the season, um, I knew that I kind of wanted to venture off as I'm a teen YA uh, and family drama mm -hmm. writer by heart. I knew I wanted to find a show that was closer to that. Um, and I ended up going to a show called Step Up High Water um, that was originally on YouTube yes. Premium and now is on Stars as the writer's assistant for season two of that. Um, and by that point, NK had gone over to All American and it was starting up. And I remember, I remember following that show a year mm -hmm. before and being like, a show set in South LA, um, you know, and I loved Friday Night yeah. Lights. So I was like, football, oh my gosh, YA, this is my jam. And so when she went over, I was like, you need to keep me posted on how that's going because that is like my dream show. Um, and I hope it's wonderful. And, um, you know, it was just not the right mm -hmm. timing because I was already on another show. Um, so long story short, um, that season ended on Step mm -hmm. Up um, right around the time as um, NK's uh, assistant was getting his first freelance episode with the writer's assistant at the time. And so I got asked to come fill in um, as yeah. a temp. And so um, I ended up taking taking over for that time while they were producing their episode and writing it and fell in love with everyone and i just made sure i planted myself and said i'm not leaving <laughs> i was gonna so, say and everybody fell in love with you i'm sure right back <laughs> uh, i like to think that i can't i can't take put words in people's <laughs> mouths well i mean i'm still here yeah. so it's a blessing but i always knew and it was just great and also like i owe nk everything for opening up a door mm -hmm. for me here um 
and my friend Cam, who was her assistant at the time, is yeah, now staffed on, uh, over on All yeah, American Homecoming, Homecoming. Which, uh, mm-hmm. shout out, yep. just Ex- the news just dropped that it was on, it's on Netflix officially. So, like, congratulations. Yes. Check yes, it out. Yes, check it out. Congratulations yeah. to everybody, everybody on both both writing rooms, for sure, and both cast and crews. Uh, so that's really exciting. But that's that's amazing. I don't, I, I didn't know that, that you were, like, that, that was a temp job that turned into, that turned into where you are now, which is story editor. Yeah, that's why I tell people my advice is always cultivate those relationships. You never know where they're going to lead you, Um, especially because, like, you know, I couldn't have imagined, like, a writer from my first show who ended up show running, you know, my dream show, and her assistant, who's one of my close friends, would be able to, you know, bring me on. So it is just so important. You never know where life's going to take you, and every relationship is just a part of that journey. Yeah, that's... That's so true. That's so true. Um, it sort of reminds me of like Issa Rae being like, you know, networking and, and networking across. And yeah, so that. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. Issa, um, so many others. Yeah. yeah. Um, so take us through, because I, I always on the show and because I do it, I under or I feel like I understand a little bit of like, what it takes to what just as a writer like as an individual writer to write a show i can't imagine what it's like to do that on a network tv show uh and so like mm-hmm. uh just mapping out for us like what's a typical day or week look like uh in the all-american writers room sure so we um and i'll say this acting like COVID isn't a thing um just for the sake of you understanding a physical yeah. room um, but and now with COVID, um, most rooms are yeah. virtual or a hybrid situation at least. So that makes it a little mm-hmm. trickier to understand. But in the sake of like 2019, what we looked like was uh, we were literally in person in a room and there every writer's room will have like a whiteboard um, and there's our staff has about 10 mm-hmm. writers um, and we all get assigned a specific episode. And early on in the season, we talk about those big arcs who's winning the state championship, who's, what's going on with Jordala, you know, what's going on with Bolivia, um, and uh, where's Grace, you know, where's Grace, um, and all, you know, we're looking at all those different arcs. Um, and once we kind of map those out, then we go into that, those episodes, and as I said, we, everyone's assigned a different episode, um, and we help that writer um, d- decide how that episode's going to look as a shape, um, and we're literally on whiteboards, car- carting them out scene by scene until that writer is absolutely comfortable with um, the episode in terms of all the scenes being placed. And once you know they have a really good grasp on that, they go off and write the documents that eventually lead to a script. Um, and we have a studio network, and they have to approve too. Um, and so once that's that's once once the blessings are in order. Um, then we shoot that script and on a network show, we're usually writing, producing, shooting and airing all at the yeah. same time. So it's 20 yes, episodes a last rhythm season. And, it's huge. It's a huge season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And again, and again, this season. Yeah. So it's just, it is a really good, we have a really good crew. We have like amazing leadership with NK and the powers that be. Um, that make it a really smooth running ship and a well-oiled machine. Yeah, so. that's amazing. Now I gotta, I, I'm throwing in a little tidbits of, of my own personal questions here. So is it, is it, uh, so is it like an outline process? Like, do, uh, does the, if you can tell me, does the network, like, do, do they review an outline of the show before it's like in script form? Yeah, so there's a few documents uh, that go, there's, there's a few documents that go out before the mm-hmm. script. 
um, so that they're looking and pre-approving along the way. Um, and yes, it's kind of like, it's like an outline. Um, so one is like a longer synopsis and then one's like a, you know, a very specific scene by scene detail. Um, and then they get the script and they do have to approve each step of the way so that there's no surprises. That's just to make sure there's no surprises. They know exactly what's happening, what's being said, so that when we go and shoot it, it's, it's, again, they've had plenty of opportunity to check off the boxes and then they still get approval on the edit as well. Yeah, yeah. And that's so helpful because I think for like early career writers as well, um, just knowing that, knowing that process and knowing the differences between streaming and network, because there are some differences in, in uh, hour long dramas There's versus half hour comedies or half hour dramedies. Yeah. 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 That's what I always tell people too. It's like, you know, I used to have a fear of showing my work to mm-hmm. people, um, but you have to get accustomed to that, right? Because you're going to, your work is always going to be looked at people and there's going to be comments and thoughts. So it's better to get used to that now. Um, and you get so many, trust me, you get so many different questions and, and, and ideas and thoughts. Like it just makes it more helpful the, the earlier you get started yeah. with that. In my yeah. opinion. No, that's very true. Very true. Very true. Uh, so you, I'm going to jump around a little bit because you brought it up, but uh, Jordala, <laughs> I'm scared. Olivia, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I was going to say, we can't do any spoilers. No, no spoilers, no spoilers. <laughs> Actually, it was, as I was, because I sort of solicited questions uh, from, from people who follow this podcast, but uh, it, as I was sort of putting together those questions, I realized that this writer's room, uh, if you allow me to nerd out for a second, this writer's room sort of covered the whole, yes, like, almost like life cycle of romantic relationships between Spencer and Olivia, who uh-huh. had never in my opinion had a fight before this season uh obviously Mm -hmm. jordan and layla shifting from friendship to like a romantic relationship uh even though i have some thoughts on that Mm -hmm. uh some good thoughts some good thoughts (laughs) uh but or uh and even coop and patience who have been together for so for so long you know they've had their brief little brief little sort of breaks uh but to have that breakup so it was like I realize that you all covered sort of the whole gamut of relationships uh, there, and obviously Simone and Jordan as well. Uh, but what mm-hmm. was your favorite part? I, people specifically want to hear about Spencer and Olivia and then Jordan and Layla, but what was your part, favorite part about exploring sort of those shifts uh, for those relationships? Oh, interesting. It's great. And everyone, every writer will probably have a different mm-hmm. response to this. So this is obviously just personal. Um, I always go back to the pilot with Spencer and Olivia, like as people are like, oh, this is so you know weird or random or whatnot. And I'm like, it was there for me as a fan. And again, you know, I was on another show watching this show before I came on. And I said, it's that connection, it's that fire that they had. And you know, when they met, you know, and it was the lunch scene outside, um, and they sat, you know, she Olivia sat down with them, and it's just like, I mean, that's that's how like my greatest relationships and friendships mm-hmm. were, like that person who just like sees you, yeah. the person who sees you, and it's so special. And I said, I can't wait for us, and I've always been advocating like for us to like get back to that. And, you know, sometimes people move at different timelines, and it's just that synchronicity of when it actually yeah. happens, and so. Um, I think it just to answer in short your question of like the best part was like them actually realizing like that they're best together mm-hmm. um, because they always had that spark, although they were, you know, denying it going different directions. And I just think that's so true to life. of just like that moment that you unify um, after having gone through other things in life and kind of like different directions. Yeah. So um, 
that was for them. And I'm sure you want to hear Jordala <laughs> as well. <laughs> I do. It's <laughs> um, really, which is very early. So I'm going to speak to like season four. Yeah. I mean, it's very early. So I can only say like, um, but my favorite moment was the prom episode, which I, I you know, co-wrote with my friend, Carrie, Carrie uh, Gutenberg. I love and her. Love it her. It was that little, <laughs> yes. Shout out to Carrie, out Carrie. Also former support, support staff turned staff writer. Um, but I loved, and this was actually Carrie's magic of this, the slow dance um, outside, you know, they're in the hallway of South Crenshaw High and Jordan and Layla are dancing. And again, it's like going back to that, you know, that moment, like it's undeniable yeah. chemistry for one another. And also just like beyond chemistry, just love for each other in a grounded way. And I just think that's very special. They really have it. Honestly, and fans might not like me saying this, but a little bit more than spins of Olivia. It's just like, it feels right. It's like... <laughs> Micah, look, look, look. I'm trying I to know, help you. Right. I know, I'm joking. I'll I'll get I'll get canceled. <laughs> I like if you don't if you add a little sauce to it, people people get bored. I'm joking. I retract that statement. <laughs> Why are you like you're just like me on my podcast daily? I'm like, no no no. I I, I love Spencer and Olivia. I do. They're I love them so much. Yeah, I know. The fans will come oh, for you if you trust talk about me. Spencer they have. Like, trust me, they have. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, they love they love it, and it's just hilarious watching. I'm not saying it's not strong enough. I just think Jordan and Layla, like uh, for me, it's just like wow, you can just see you can see them. Um, so yeah, but I, that was that moment for them for Jordela at prom in the hallway and just a slow dance, and you know, I just really can't wait to keep exploring them and without spoiling what's happening. Yes, yes, without spoiling without spoiling what's happening. Actually, uh, on that point, not on spoilers, but on sort of where they they left it because uh, you know they're not obviously they're not official yet, uh, but. Um, Layla did say something she said was interesting after they kissed was, was, you know, well, you, you just broke up with Simone. Uh, so Mm -hmm. will we sort of, I know that we saw Jordan like deal with it in the sense that he sort of had that moment with Spencer after reading her letter, but, uh, should we anticipate, I don't know if this is spoiler or not, so tell me, but should we anticipate seeing Jordan deal more, uh, deal more about his relationship sort of you know find closure find closure with that relationship like we did see like with Simone on homecoming had the whole the funeral and everything yeah I mean I yeah it's fair I'm glad I was like where are you going I, know, I, <laughs> I, know, I, I was like trying to, I was like trying <laughs> my best to be like what's like away, not, like, not giving that. spoilers yeah. and like what's <laughs> like yeah <laughs> absolutely but they were in love right and they had a very serious romance mm-hmm. um probably one of the most mature romances um on the show um and i think the spencer and olivia fans can agree with that so it's it was very mature they almost got married so that's gonna it's obviously going to take um both of them time um and adjustment periods and we definitely plan on exploring that and seeing what that looks like um so the answer to that is yes absolutely we'll live with that and see jordan um progressing and how he is going to you know approach this new this new stage of life um while also wishing the absolute very best for simone um because they still have love for each other at the end of the day yeah that's uh that's i think a lot of jamone fans uh will be excited to hear (laughs) hear you say that (laughs) jamone fans yeah (laughs) exactly 
I love the ship names. They're just no, great. I know, I know. Yes. They're they're hilarious. Uh, sort of shifting into uh, we we talked a little bit about Spencer and Olivia. Obviously, they, again, they for the first time I think really had challenges that were like to together or amongst each other um, this season in terms mm-hmm. of like their passions pulling them in pulling them in different directions. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about about that and how sort of for for twenty came about where Olivia's really sort of finding her voice mm-hmm. and and saying you know as hard as it was but like I, I got the sense of the theme tell me if I'm right or wrong but I got the sense of the theme that like sometimes love is not enough and like you gotta you gotta work especially mm. when it's your like your passions at play so speaking a little bit more to like how Spencer and Olivia ended the season. Yeah, it's a very interesting thought. And I think it's been percolating for a while, right? Like we've been watching this progression, and especially with Olivia having had to throw out that Wade article that she was originally going was, was gonna to put out and then jettison that and replace it with a fluffy Halloween piece. I think she started to start realizing like she's put and compromised for the sake of relationship. And at the end of the day, like if she's going to be a the true a true journalist and LA Times equivalent journalist, like then she truly has to take risks. Um, and as maybe saucy and bad as that might have been with originally when she put out that Olivia, you know, when she did that when she stole that footage from Laura's laptop and released it, like there's gotta be a middle place, right? Where she's not giving where she's not going as extreme that way. Yes. Um, but also not compromising the point where she's realizing in her guttural reaction that she should, you know, not be pursuing something for the sake of someone else um and they're you know and they think so it's really about living and trying to find that middle ground for her and that'll be a constant you know walk for her um in the future and i think that's with everyone in the relationship especially when your worlds are so closely intertwined together um so i think they're gonna find they're finding that balance and that rhythm and that so that for the end of 420 her realization is putting her foot down a little bit and saying you know, I've got something and I'm going to lead because I already went one time for you and I knew that wasn't work that didn't that didn't work in my favor. Yeah. Um so I'm going to now no pun intended, live my truth. <laughs> Come through, live the truth podcast. Come through. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> she's 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 my she's gotta, my favorite gotta, character, gotta so I appreciated that. that joke. <laughs> Yes, yes, you got it. That was for you. <laughs> that's um, that's amazing. I had a I had a follow up question, but I, I I'm not gonna lie, I forgot. Yes, <laughs> it's okay. It'll come back. It'll come we back. can circle back when you get it. Um, no, but that's 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 very true. Oh, I was gonna ask you to to clarify because I think this is the answer. Like, is Liv a sports journalist or is she an investigative reporter? a great question i think she's finding that rhythm i can't actually answer it because she's sort of uh she's an she's technically um kind of like in an intern role at the la tribune online um and i think she's and she's only a freshman at college Mm -hmm. like i forget that sometimes i'm like these kids these are still kids so (laughs) she's still finding um finding that so there's not a a real there's not an answer to that question um, because i don't think she's found it yet got you got you um it's just sort of, uh, I, I know we've mentioned a little bit of the romantic relationships. Um, I feel like we, 
uh, and rightfully so, because it's uh, we're sort of seeing from the point of view of Spencer, he's a protagonist of the show. But I feel like a lot of people have connected, uh, myself included, to to all of the wonderful black women on the show as well. Um, and so yes. uh, people just want to know, and again, I'm not sure if you can answer this question, but like, will we see more of like Layla and Olivia's friendship or, or the girls' friendship in general between like Layla, Olivia, uh, Coop, Patience, as they're living together? Absolutely. And that's, that again, give you that as non-spoiler, but the girls will continue being at the Baker house. Um, and yes, we are going to continue exploring their dynamics together. Um, and that's will be fun to just really see them outside of guys too, because mm-hmm. we're always talking about that. Um, and what, that, what does that look like? And that's what was a lot of fun with like putting, literally isolating the guys at the beach house and putting the girls together and their dynamic, despite being in different stages and some, you know, some at college and some, um, who are now entering early careers and, and really still being there for each other because that was true for me at going to school. It's like, I still kept those people in my life. So, uh, you just, you don't just like remove them. And I think that's very great. And we've continued to do, and we're going to continue to do on the show. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, uh, and where do you think, where do you think Layla and Olivia are in their friendship right now? In their best friendship. Yeah. Yeah, I said it audience. Sorry. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) We know we've had them on a roller coaster ride, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's life and being in high school. And it's been great to also evolve them into college and to you know finding that you know that new normal for them. And also as they're growing into the maturity. And I personally like that you know they are in a more healthy place. Um, and again, they've gotten over like the guys that they're Same. with, um, and more so about this dynamic and not there's not being jealousy or beef. Um, but what does that look like supporting each other now in our careers? And that's going to be really fun as we're playing with it in season five of looking at it. With, as you know, Layla is a music mogul, up and coming producer. Then um, Olivia, hard hitting journalist, and just really living with that um, for the first time because they were dealing with, you know, the interpersonal dynamics of being teens in high school to now, you know, one in her career and the other and career and college. So that's so much more important than anything else. Um, And we will definitely be having a lot of fun with looking in and exploring like where, where the two of them align with how they're actually going to take their, you know, their, their, their respective trajectories. Yeah. Especially, you know, with, with industries that can oftentimes be like super male dominated as well. So that's going to be really interesting Mm -hmm. um, to see. Oh yes, absolutely. Uh, and this is this is one where we're uh, people people had a lot of questions about this. People people love Kia. She is a fan <laughs> favorite, <laughs> and yeah. we just I love Kia too. Is there a possibility that we'll hear hear more about it? Not even just not see her necessarily, but just hear what she's been up to and and what she's doing now. I. So I can't answer that question, (laughs) but what I can say is we love some Kia. Um, And she was, the actress was a little busy, but um, originally, initially, um, which is why she wasn't on the show for a second. But um, uh, I will just say like, we've been talking and that's all I'll leave it out with. It's uh, possibilities are endless. We always are open to possibilities, but we love Kia. She's a fantastic person. Um, as the real person and as an actress. And I, I loved, I loved her character all the way through. I remember like 
when I first came onto the show and I said, you know, we have to keep exploring Kia because she's still like, she was Spencer's first, like, love. <laughs> yes. And so that's so important, right? And like, you, you don't forget your first mm-hmm. love. So I think just to give you a little bit of that, like, that's why, like, we'll never shut the door. And I think even as we progress and go all the way to the end of the show, like, she has to be, she's a part of this DNA of the show. So it's never, once you're part of the DNA of the show, you never go away. For sure. Um, we'll try to get you back. Like, <laughs> So we'll ask and beg and plead for you to come back, but yeah, it doesn't just disappear. Yes, yes, yes. All right, uh, patience, patience. Again, you said possibilities are endless, so I'm gonna take that as an answer. But will we find mm, out? I should have said that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know what the I'm question. joking. <laughs> I know. Will we hear more about patience's background? We started to a little bit this season. Um, sort of, we got to meet her dad, which was really cool uh early on early on in season four um but you know as she's as she's taking her career more seriously uh like that's what sabine told her the advice uh but as she's taking her career more Mm -hmm. seriously will we just start to hear more about her backstory and uh what's been going on with her maybe where she goes to school yeah um going to school that's great so you did it try to you do try to add a little a little things there <laughs> <I know. laughs> uh, there's so many yeah, questions it's good. not even i'm trying to trap you i'm just trying to get through the question <laughs> i hear that and i love that we and we had to say we love our fans and like the fact that like it wouldn't be a good show if it wasn't an engagement and so the fact that we got engagement and people are interested to hearing more and learning more means everything um i love patience um again as a person as a character and i do think it's important especially as you know as queer folk for us to really like dig yeah. deep and so every season allows us to do you know to kind of like tackle that a little bit more and dig deeper um so the short answer to the question is absolutely yes um we will be unpacking and especially as you know we left off you know we left off and um seeing that she's you know continuing her music career and taking that to a next step as she's working with Layla. And, um, and Layla's obviously like building for Monaco Records in a way that's um, got to be revitalized um, with Clay now as, you know, a potential uh, threat to her, um, yeah. which was an interesting thing, too, <laughs> it was. as we all well, know. I know the fans have some thoughts and feelings. It dropped at the end there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People didn't know. It was like, oh, who, who's showing through that door? And it was Clay. So it was Clay. That was good and saucy. So we always we always go for it. It was Clay. Um this is this is sort of uh, circling circling back around uh, to actually your answer for like wh- why you enjoy writing, what got you into writing, what you love about it, sort of explore and mm-hmm. showing sort of like uh, you know people who look like you, like black black masculinity and looking through that lens. What's your favorite mm-hmm. part about writing Spencer and and maybe Jordan as well? Ooh, yeah. Um, my favorite part about writing Spencer um, is exploring his vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And I think that is so important, especially as black men. I didn't get to see that. And I remember you're young, so I don't know how, if you went through the Fresh Prince of Color catalog, I keep saying that show because <laughs> we know, we know black folks. We, you never know. Don't crack, don't crack. <laughs> but um, did you see the episode of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air where uh, Uncle Phil and Will had that conversation about his father yes. um, and fatherhood? Yeah. Um, that I remember being like literally being bringing me to tears. And I just think that I remember watching that and saying, oh my gosh, like you don't get to see this often, especially growing up, I grew up in a black church and you were taught to hide our emotions. Um, 
and be tough and, you know, strong. Um, and I think that that is not what masculinity actually is. It's about embracing both your masculine, your masculine and feminine mm-hmm. side. And I think that when you get to do that and with, and Daniel Ezra is an amazing actor, as you know, yes. and he really can portray that. But in terms of the writing, being able to express our feelings and say it out loud and tell people how we feel and tell people when we're scared, I'd love to therapy. Um, storyline that we had with season, with with Spencer where he was able to talk to him about what was actually going on and getting to this stuck point and those realizations like when have we ever gotten to see I you know actual reminders that we can go to therapy and have conversations as, as black folks like that's been so taboo for us growing up especially yeah. in, in my generation so that has been really rewarding enriching and I for me and I hope the same for our audience as well that's amazing that's amazing uh what's that's that's true and I I appreciate how you know we see Spencer struggling it's it's kind of like you what you said like we sort of forget that these these kids are like 18 like they're not yes Exactly. <laughs> They're not it's so freshmen in college now, right? Yes. They just graduated from high exactly. school. Exactly. Exactly. Halfway last season. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so, th- thinking about that, and I, I know another question from the audience was like, uh, sort of like about like lighter episodes because this is a drama and it, it's an hour long mm-hmm. drama, so there's going to be drama. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> is there more? Um, now that they're sort of established uh, in college, is there a chance for like more college parties? Or I know that COVID was difficult with like doing parties or anything like that, but are we going to see them sort of like more everyday college uh, struggles? So like classes uh, sort of outside of athletics? Absolutely. There will be. And I have, we have all been championing for it because that's the excitement of bringing them to college and like that maturity comes you know we want to show some you know some some fraternity sorority stuff we want to show like the everyday nuance that college kids have to endure um but that's actually fun too and i went to usc right here in la so and i tell people i was like i have endless stories because it's just so fascinating like our version of gal is supposed to be sc and you know uh, coastal ucla so i like we have to show it because there's just so many antics that we were up to and things that we, you know, that we can explore, um, tailgating to all of it. So we will absolutely be having fun with that. Yes. Nice, nice, nice. The everyday college life. Nice. Uh, so we're, we're sort of coming to the end. I know we're like five minutes, five minutes from the top of the hour. Um, it's all good. You're good. What's just those sort of like, before we get to the last question, what can we anticipate for the next season? Hmm. Bet you um, can tell what us. What can we anticipate okay. for the next season? Yes, exactly. Um, I think just to be as broad as possible, but also like not uh, just to give some context, uh, you can expect there be no shortage of the same, you know, drama and turns that we have brought in previous seasons. I'm actually very excited for what we've got, what we've got cooking so far, and we're still exploring. Um, but it's going to be. I think you can expect a different level, a kind of a. I would just like to say, just like if, you know, if it's a temperature, like we're moving up a little mm-hmm. bit because I think that's what people do when they grow. Um, and we're going into a different, you know, we're moving as you can follow the timeline, you know, we just had ended with, you know, a homecoming game. So that type of year. So we'll be moving later into their freshman years and just really exploring as these, as these people um, 
get to you know see what they actually you know they like and how they want to move and i think that's been more exciting than you know we also mature in high school differently but college i just feel like really amplifies or people who don't you know haven't gone to college also are living life you're actually amplifying even more that multiplier is like amping up like that level of maturity because um and as you know most of our kids you know it's probably pretty much divide you know divided in terms of those the ones that we you know veered off into the college world and those in the professional career so they're really living life and figuring it out what that means to be a young adult and i think that's what people should be looking forward to is seeing that side that's really interesting um as each of them have their different stage of life that they're grappling with yeah that's uh that's actually excellent because i have a follow-up question on that question it's sort of like season the writer nerded me uh so season three we saw a lot of like flashbacks where it was like really like crucial points for like Spencer and Coop, uh, like a young Sean. Mm-hmm. Uh, will we get to mm-hmm. like see or have any more callbacks? I know that was like super present with Jordan and Layla this season calling back to their childhood. Uh, but will we get to see more callbacks uh, specifically for like the Beverly crew? So like Olivia, Jordan, Layla, maybe, maybe Asher uh, and sort of as they've, as they're reaching new points. So like calling back to, you know, different time in their lives as they're figuring out like what it means to be young adults. Yeah, um, that's a great question. I think that in terms of callbacks, like we actually will explore, like looking back at the past and because that's how people have are shaped. That's just human identity is your past, you know, the, the history shapes your future. Um, so they will absolutely be reflecting back to those times. And that's the thing I think we, we've we done on our show and it's really beautiful about our show is not forgetting that. Um, everything from, you know, Corey's passing and how that affects Spencer and, yeah. and moving into his career um, and getting to a point where like, you know, he's going to lapse his, his you know, his biological father in, in some sense. So um, if we're allowed more seasons, of course. So <laughs> let's pray for that. But yeah, so... <laughs> So absolutely. I think, yeah, your question is great because that is absolutely the DNA of our show too. Um, And we will continue doing that with what we've done before in history and who these characters were as they've evolved on and off screen. Nice, 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 nice. Uh, again, thank you so much for sitting and answering all of my questions. <laughs> no of matter course. How roundabout they no, were. This was so great. It was great. It was great chatting <laughs> with you. Uh, and yeah. as I told you at the top, you too. It was great to meet yeah, you. Yeah, you do. You do. Um, uh, you had some really like interesting thoughts, and I, I agree with those thoughts, like on the black church. And so, yeah, it was really, really, really great talking to you. Uh, of course. And thanks for being an amazing fan um, of our show and your support on socials. And that's really important um, that you advocate for us because it's really, really helpful knowing that people are actually caring enough to, you know, follow us, dive deep, ask questions and be engaged. So yeah. we want to thank you, too, for, you know, championing us and people around you as well. And, you know, I... I Thank you. But I also want to say like, it's been instrumental for me as like a writer and actor. I think like after, after I watched 309, I was just like, oh, I got to finish this, like finish this pilot. Like, <laughs> so truly it's, it's, <laughs> Thank you. it's Thank you. Been, been such an inspiration. I think that's why I like started this podcast is because, you know, seeing, seeing how you all tell stories at All American has like inspired me in my own storytelling. So I really, really appreciate it. Um, 
and like of and indebted in a way and indebted <laughs> indebted to you oh my goodness you you would have been doing it you would have been doing it without us but i we're glad that we were able to be you know be a lending hand to that process yeah. and continue writing um because we'll be seeing your voice very soon too <laughs> thank you thank you and then the, of course the last question that i mentioned uh what's what's on your writing playlist now writing writing for season five of all american what's what's what are you listening to um, so I actually cannot listen when I'm writing to music with lyrics. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I have to listen to classical or like, you know, Broadway tunes that are just, or not Broadway tunes. Cause that had music. Oh, I was, I was like Broadway tunes. Um, Hold on. Yeah. What, what, are, what are we talking about with Broadway yeah, yeah, tunes? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> no, but movie, I meant to say movie soundtracks oh, okay. because, uh, those are really cool. Uh, especially movies that I haven't seen that have beautiful orchestral mm -hmm. pieces to them. Um, I really enjoy, um, but if I know, it's hard. I realize, oh, if I know the movie, then I'm thinking about those scenes too. So I have to like, not, uh, not try to try to find something outside that I've actually seen. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for being on. Uh, where can where can the people follow you on? I think it's just Twitter. I think it's just Twitter. Yeah, I'm Twitter, um, and I'm don't engage on Twitter as much. Um, I will try to be better this year. That's a goal of mine. It's like. I can look at it more. <laughs> I just try not to be on my phone as much. So I apologize to anyone who knows or is seeing that and know like, why to see you tweet like once a year um, and acknowledge. <laughs> um, but my handle on Twitter is uh, Micah Super. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Again, well, all, all of the best and all of the luck uh, as you all write season five. You're like in a hybrid right now, I assume? Thank you. Yeah, so we have a hybrid situation, so it's uh, we appreciate that, and we're just you know praying for a smooth ride. Um, Same here. And I'm glad, like again, I tell people, give your shows grace because everyone is doing their very best, and so we're just gonna do our very best. Yeah. And uh, we have a great crew of people that is that have been instrumental from our our production crew to people in the office. Like everyone is, you know, is a part of that process to make this a smooth sailing ship as it is yes yes absolutely and we're we're excited to see it we're october 10th we're excited to see it excited yes um yeah. thanks again Season five let's do yes, it yes 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 Thanks for listening to Film Study and All-American Podcast. Uh, stay tuned for the next episode. And, you know, if you want, give me a, give me a little five-star rating uh, on, the, on the pod if you, if you want to. <laughs> but, yeah, I uh, uh, hope that you all, again, enjoyed it and, and excited to bring you more, more content and more episodes. All right. Take care.